pray. God, we are super grateful to be here this morning. God, we need you. We pray, God, that you help us all to have the right heart to hear your voice, to listen to what you have to say to every single one of us. And just to put it into practice, God. God, we love you with all our hearts. You know, God, that without you, we are nothing. Be with us at this moment, God. We need you, and we pray in the name that is above any other name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Guys, I'm super grateful to be here today. Always incredible to be in Seattle with you guys. And uh, I think uh, I told my wife, I said, like, man, we just need to... uh, uh, enjoy today because I don't think next time we come we're gonna fit in this room. We fill it up. So now we gotta be thinking. Uh, I don't know if you guys are thinking, but you know we need a bigger room. Yeah. And that is awesome. What God is doing today. We're gonna be talking about godliness. Uh, godliness is not an option. It's not something that is just reserved for for some uh, uh, part of the church, for some of the the brothers and sisters that are kind of more spiritual or or in a kind of leadership position. Godliness, it is our duty. It's a privilege, but that's what we need to do all the time. That's what we do. Yeah. Why? Because, like I say, when I pray, I believe that without God, we are absolutely nothing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in 2 Peter 1.6 says uh, on, that man. we need to add to our perseverance mm. godliness. Yeah. Mm. So, what it means to be godly? You know, can you be godly and still watching TV? Can you be godly and, and be successful in life and, and have an awesome business and, and, and make money? Yeah. Yeah. The answer is yes! Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, one person can be very talented in, uh, in God's work and just doing things and being successful in some aspects and, and, and just have some leadership a position and, and just like bring somebody to church and, and just like appearing to do awesome and not be godly. Wow. Yeah. See, godliness is something different than so many people think. Yeah. I know this by fact because uh, I came from a religious background. Yeah. You know, before I become a Christian, I was a pastor in an evangelical church. Wow. I had two radio programs. Wow. In Spanish, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just learning English. So, uh, but I, I was super religious. I got my black tie, my black Bible, and uh, I always, you know, uh, you know, talking about my God and hallelujah, yes, and I studied the Bible with people every night. You know, I have these radio programs in this group in North Hollywood and all that. But you know, my life was a disaster. But I, I, I just didn't look at that. I look what the people say about me, what, what I say about me, what is seen. Mm-hmm. Remember many times, coming to church service, fighting with my wife. At that time, we had nine kids. <laughs> only. Nothing, <laughs> <laughs> we have another one. Oh, but, uh, you know, talking to my wife, and fighting, and just like, ah, like dogs. And they're like saying, okay, just be happy, because we're going to go to church, I want everybody to see you happy. Mm-hmm. And everything was fake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay. Come on, brother. Hi, brother. <laughs> <laughs> happy family. Yeah. But my wife was so bitter at me. Mm-hmm. It was, she was about to leave me when the brothers invited me to church. Wow. You know, and uh, so we, we came and then we face it. We start studying the Bible, and I get to know okay, this is godliness. Mm-hmm. This is what is godliness? <clears throat> on, it's bro. taking God seriously. 
You know, not just what people say about me, what people see about me, but what is God see about me? Come on. And we need to remember, God is watching you. Yeah. 24-7. It doesn't matter where you are, what are you doing? God is watching. So what God thinks about you? You know, everything that is inside in your heart. You know, we see, you know, great uh, special design days. You know, you all look beautiful and nice and nice. Thanks, bro. Especially you, bro. So, but uh, what is inside? What is in your heart? What's going on? See, God knows that. Yeah. And when you take God seriously, then you start being godly. Amen? Yeah. Let's read a scripture in uh, 1 Corinthians. Come on. Come on, bro. Chapter 10. You know, we see this incredible example of these people who had everything. And you're going to see how awesome the situation was how bad they behave. In 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 1. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact. You know, Paul is talking right here to the church in Corinth. It's, it's writing this letter to them and saying, like, guys, I just want you to know this. I don't want you to be ignorant about this. This is a fact. Come on. Brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them in that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now, these things occur as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolatrous as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. We will not commit sexual immorality, as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 of them died. We, should, we will not test Christ. We should not test Christ, as some of them did. And were killed by snakes. And do not grumble. As some of they did. And were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as example and were written down as warnings for us. So if you think that you stand firm, be careful that you don't fall. What an incredible scripture. Yeah. You know, what an incredible scene. I mean, could you imagine these people in the desert? They just were free from slavery. Yeah. By the hand of God. They just saw the most incredible miracle in the Red Sea. The God just opened for them so they can walk and drive land. Destroy their enemies. They got this food, manna, from God. God provide for them. God gave them water from the rock. God was with them 24-7, and they can see it. They can see the presence of God. It was a cloud during the day and a column of fire at night. I mean, God is speaking to Moses, and Moses was leading them powerfully. Yeah. They had everything yeah. to be godly. Come on. Come on. And they were not godly. Yeah. 
They were idolatrous, sexually immoral. Mm -hmm. They were grumbling and they were focusing on Moses and on the situations and on people and instead of focusing on God. Mm -hmm. They said, God is taking care of us. Mm -hmm. We will be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But no, they were like, <laughs> <laughs> Now, how is your heart today? Mm -hmm. How is your heart with your life? With your ministry, with your situation, with your finances, with your health, with everything around you, the things you can see and touch. Do you miss perspective of God? Are you grumbling? Are you having a secret sin that nobody knows about? Just let me tell you something. Let me remind you something. I always think about this. Because this is very important. The Bible says, if you know the good that you ought to do and you don't do it, that is sin. How many things that we should be doing and we don't do? Well, that's sin. How many of those you have? I have a few. And guys, we just need to pursue godliness. We need to be godliness. There is four things, and that's my four points. That godly people should do. Come on. Okay. Come on. And we're going to talk about that. Amen? Okay. Amen. Number one. Thirst for God. Amen. If we want to be godly, we must long for God. Yeah. David was such a man. Yeah. He vividly expressed that loneliness. He just wanted yeah. to be with God. Mm -hmm. And uh. In Psalm 42, if you want to read it with me, you know, we see an incredible statement that shows this desire to be with God. This, this is just like, this is what I want, this is what I need, I need it now. In Psalm 42, in verse 1, Come on, bro. the Bible says, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul prays for God. For the living God. When can I go and meet with God? What could be more intense than a hunting deer thirst for water? Yeah. You know, looking for that water. You know, right here, you know, David is like, I just want to spend time with God. I want his fellowship, his presence. I need it. Godly person, have that desire. And this is a good thing. Come on, bro. That you need to examine yourself. Because, you know, there are some things that show you where are you at. You know, if you see your car, you know, all the cars has this thing that show you if you have gas or <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And then if you go and you see like, ooh, it doesn't have gas. That means you need to put some gas on it. I learned that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in Miami, you know, we had a, a hurricane. A hurricane. It was bad. And then one of the brothers, you know, uh, Casey and Avian, they were in Ohio. You know? And they called me, hey, bro, can you get our car? Because it's uh, underground in the, in the garage and it's going to be floated. They live by the beach. And I called like, oh, my God. Yes, they go. So I went. It's a long story. I couldn't find the key. I found it, whatever. But I think when I get in, no gas. And all the gas stations were with a line of cars. Wow. And the hurricane is coming, like today. <laughs> anyway, so so when you see you don't have gas, you don't have gas. Guys, I'm gonna tell you this because you need to know how you're doing this briefly, how, how yeah. godly you are. Right. Yeah. And if in the morning when you wake up, what is the one thing you need? If you need to go and like, oh, let me see what's going on in Facebook. Oh, oh, oh. Or you need to go to the bathroom. Oh, my. Or you need a shower. Or you need coffee. <laughs> what do you need? If when you wake up, 
you don't think first in God, oh, I oh. God, then something is wrong. Something. I mean, I'm leading, you know, I, I had 10 kids, I know how, you know, it can be overwhelmed. You know, it's a lot of things to do. Yeah. Especially when they were little, it's like, oh, you know, school and this and that and homework and a lot of stuff. I led small ministries and big ministries. And sometimes I'm worried about it and I wake up like, see, if somebody takes me, what's going on with this with that? And instead of going to God, Come on, what do you do? What, how do you feel? What is the need yeah. that you have? Mm -hmm. If you need God, the first thing you think is God. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're good. Mm -hmm. that, at least in that area. <laughs> but if you don't, you just need to figure it out. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong? Maybe you rely so much in some other things and yeah. not in God. Mm -hmm. And that keeps you worried mm -hmm. instead of peace. Mm -hmm. Come on, bro. You know, I, I do this snake move that I want to share with you. Oh, okay. You know, let me see that here before. When I wake up, I don't get up. I just roll myself down to my knees in the bed. Amen. And then I say, God, I need you. Please help me. I don't know what's going on today, what is going to happen, but I, you know, without you, it's not going to happen. I need you. Please be with me. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to be there in your knees for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> but at least the first thing you do is you connect with God. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Because you need it and you understand that. Come on. And that's what godly people do. Yeah. And I tell you, because so many times, I, I, that's not what I do. Mm -hmm. I start thinking about all this yeah. stuff, and then I catch myself like, what am I doing? You know? and, and so I just want to share that with you. This is one of the things that godly people do. We need God and we have that need. Amen. 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 One, of the, one of the verses that is a great example to that is John Cossie. Yeah. You know, I have the privilege to be discipled by him. And it has been awesome. You know, one of the things he said, like, hey, we need to pray. We need to move God to move our ministry. Yeah, right. We need to pray for this situation, for this other situation. And say, hey, I, this is coming. Let's pray. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this push list. And all these things that rely on God to do miracles in our lives. Yeah. And it's working. <laughs> it is awesome. I'm fired up about you know, being discipled by John. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we have this uh, girl that came. And she was studying the Bible. And she was doing awesome. She's graduated from college, uh, uh, trying to, you know, get everything in. And, and it, it comes to the, I need to give up my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And she says, like, I, I'm not doing this. This is, I'm not ready. Have you hear that? Mm -hmm. I'm, ready. <laughs> I'm all duty, but I'm not ready to take a shower. <laughs> so I said, so like, okay, I, I text to John. We have this situation like, I, I pray for that. You, you pray too. We, we're all going to pray for her. Okay. So we pray, you know. Next morning she comes to, for breakfast with my wife. Hey, Tony, I did They studied, they done. I left, and then I come back and I, she got it. Wow. Her heart changed, and she's like, you know what? I'm willing to give up everything. Come on. She, she was looking for a job, and she got applications and, and, and you know, um, the resume everywhere. Mm -hmm. Didn't have no job. And I said, and she prayed, God, I'll give you everything I have, everything I am. I know you take care of me. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be a disciple. I want to give up that. Oh. I was super happy, like, this is working, you know. We <laughs> <laughs> went to the store and buy some groceries or whatever. And she was in the groceries. We are in Cerritos, right? Cerritos College. Yeah. And then she went to, with my wife and got a phone call and she answered. She said, hey, you got the job in City Hall in Cerritos. Wow. wow. Yes. And so many times we are stuck in some situations. And then we just, we're done. Because we, we, we don't remember that yeah, they right. have the solution. Yeah. You know, God yeah. can do this for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so let's 
Let's have that set up in our hearts. Yeah, come on. And we can be more godly. Amen? Amen. Number two, focus on God. You know, many situations, you know, we uh, allow idolatry to come into our lives. Yeah. What is idolatry? You know, idolatry can be something that, you know, you're doing that is good. It's not bad. It's not sin. But when that thing comes before you and God, then it became idolatry. Yeah. And then it's bad. You know, we need to focus on God. Yeah. You know, when you pursue godliness, all your attention is in God, not in people. Right. But in God. If you focus on people, you're going to see a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. Just look at me. <laughs> you know? It, I mean, you look at anybody's life. And you start like, oh, look at this, oh, look at that, look at that. No, our eyes need to be fixed on Jesus yeah. and on God. Yeah. And then you're not going to find anything wrong. Yeah. You're going to find a lot of things wrong in you, yeah. Yeah. but not in God. But when you start looking at people, they need to start. And when good things happen, it's the same thing. You know, good things happen, we're oh, this brother is so incredible, he's so awesome, yes, look, he's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that's true, but what happened is God made him that way. So God is awesome. Amen? When something good happens, and we are like, oh, she's thinking you are all that. Yes, it is true, but it's God using that sister or that brother to do this miracle. You know, we cannot take the glory of God. Right. right. And so many times we do that. Yeah. And we say, yeah. get this person, this person, this person. No, no, no. God uses us sure. to yeah. do his will and to do right. his will. Right. Good things happen. We need to understand it came from God. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Yes, we need to be grateful for the hearts and people who serve God. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's God the one who did it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So uh, Paul, uh, I'm pretty sure he had some uh, problems with idolatry in his ministries, and that's why he wrote to Timothy. Let's go to First Timothy chapter four. Okay. You know, it must be a problem because in this letter he talks about it. He talks about uh, a godliness in, in, in reference to uh, two distractions at that time. Paul had to focus on self. And I think it's, uh, for me, it was, it was funny to read this and see that, like, man, this is exactly what is happening today. See, we haven't changed a lot. First, it's in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, and it's about bodily exercise. And it says, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Mm -hmm. Rather train yourself to be godly. Right. For physical training is for some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Mm -hmm. See, doing exercise is not good. I mean, it's not bad. It's good. <laughs> In fact, I believe God wants us to look good and to be healthy and all that. That's right. awesome. But when this becomes an obstacle between you and God, when you focus more on that than in God, that's an idol. Amen. And that is bad. You know, it's amazing how much money and how much time and how much effort people put into that. You know, it's a big industry. Some people is just consumed with that. They just want to look good that's true. from the outside. Yeah. But if they just put half of that money, half of that energy, and half of that time in their spiritual life, right. it, will be, it will be super awesome. It's true. So, we as disciples, guys, in the church, I mean, talking about the Israelites, I mean, if we compare ourselves with those people in the desert, I mean, that's what we have. I mean, we saw miracles after miracle after miracle. We have God speaking to us all the time, we have God's presence. We have the Holy Spirit, and we cannot be distracted and start doing things. This is just an example, but there's hundreds of things yeah. that can become between us and God. Yeah. And that will be an idol, and that will be ungodliness. Amen? Amen. The second is in verse 6, chapter 6, verse 6, 1 Timothy 6, 6. Okay. 
But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food or clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and trap into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kind of evil. Mm -hmm. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Yeah. You know, money can be an obstacle, mm -hmm. can be an idol. This is it. I, I, I haven't seen any disciple that became rich because they had this idolatry of money. Mm -hmm. You know? Or maybe they think, but because they don't know what rich is. You know? Mm -hmm. They think they're rich, but they're not. Listen <laughs> <laughs> uh, What happened is we are afraid of our finances. Mm -hmm. And when we take our eyes off from God and start looking at the things that we can become idolatry to our yeah. job. Yeah. I have a conviction. If somebody tells you in your job, hey, you have to work on Sunday. Mm. It's like, uh, I can't. Why? Because I have to go to church. Mm -hmm. And they go, oh, so the church is going to pay your rent? Mm. <laughs> okay. So like, well, if you want to talk about it, let me tell you something. You cannot give me another God. Mm, right. But God can give me another job. The job that we have, Come on, bro. it was given by God That's right. to take care of us. Yeah. If you don't have a job and you're looking for a job, God will never offer you a job that will interference with the kingdom of God. Right. Yeah. Come on. So if God is not giving you that job, Who's giving it you? <laughs> Satan. Mm -hmm. And you guys go, bro, what, what do I do? It's the only thing I have, bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Preach it. No, guys, I'm, I'm being in a few situations in 23 years, and I saw brothers and sisters who, who, who were trapped. Yeah. And I saw other ones with family and everything that trust God. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm not going to give up the kingdom and my commitment for any kind of dollar, any. Right, yeah. I trust that God will take care of me. Yeah. And I saw yeah. that God took care of me. Yeah. So it's all about faith. And remember, so many times God is going to allow that to happen. Yeah. Sometimes God is going to make that to happen so you can be tested. Right. Yeah. So your faith can be tested and see if you really believe what you say that you believe, yeah. or you are a faker. Yeah. God is going to test your faith to see if you're really godly, or you are just a religious guy who have his conviction skinny. We need to have a conviction in the heart. That God is taking care of us in every situation we need to focus on God. You know, we have uh, many situations. One of them is our daughter, Sarah. You know, Sarita is super sweet and super awesome. And they moved with us from Vegas to uh, Florida, you know. So, uh, and Elisa, with their husbands, and they quit their jobs, and they moved with us. So we get to Florida, <clears throat> and then Sarah and Udo, you know, Udo got transferred, and he started working and everything. But their focus, I, I saw it, their focus was like all of God. Right. They, they were worried too much about uh, where do I live and I don't like this and, and what the money and this and that and that. It's like, God will take care of you. One night, I had a phone call and Sarita called me. Dad, Udo had a seizure, a seizure. Oh. and I uh, called the ambulance. He was in the hospital, so I, I don't know what to do and I have the kids and they have two kids. Okay. So we drove to Miami. We get to Miami. We're still in Orlando. And then what happened? He was at the hospital. Oh, okay, well, you know, the doctor said, okay, you cannot drive. You know? So in other words, in a day, he was with no job. 
no money and he cannot drive. Okay? And we didn't have church yet in Miami. Okay, so you have to move back with us. So they moved back to my house in Orlando. So we took them back, and then like the three days later, Stratus is like, oh, and I'm pregnant. <laughs> Perfect time. <laughs> so, you know, I say, please, can you look for a job that doesn't require you to try? You know, just let's pray about it. I say, yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. And he's like, you know, and you, time passed by, you know, and he went to the doctor and went to the doctor and went to the doctor. And then, after like a month or so, then the doctor says, like, you know what, uh, after all these, except you didn't have a surgery. The seizure, you, when you had it, it was a stress, and this and that, you're fine, you can drive, and he gave the paper, you can just go back to work. Oh, so he wow. went to the company and said, like, hey, I just, I can drive. Oh, perfect, because we haven't hired anybody, we need you. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> so, he said, oh, and we apply for this insurance that we have, so we're going to pay you for all this time that you didn't work. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yes. You know, since that time, you know, before that, they start focusing on God. It's mm -hmm. yeah. like, okay, whatever the situation is, because Urus is like, bro, just, my life just changed in a day. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Because he was thinking, I'm, I'm not going to be driving for life. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, you're not going to do it, bro. God will do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just focus on God. Today, they're one of the most incredible, happy, helpful uh, couples in the Miami church. Yeah. Why? Because they focus on God. Yeah. Now they're happy, they're joyful, they, they, they don't care what's going on. They know God will take care of it. Yeah. And Udo is an incredible brother, you know, super hardworking, great dad, great husband. But uh, I saw them, you know, they got tested. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I'm very happy that they made it, you know. Amen. So many brothers and sisters, they don't make it. Mm -hmm. They start, when they're tested, and instead of just prove their faith, mm -hmm. they give up. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they blame everybody. They blame the kingdom. They blame God. No, 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 no. What are you going to do? Come on. Because God's going to test you. Right. I know what you think. No, he already did. <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about a real test. Yeah. I don't want to scare you, yeah. but I'm serious. Yeah. You know, things will come. Yeah. Guys, sometimes we don't say, we will be in heaven. Right, yeah. This is not a joke. This is going to be awesome. You know, and God, give it all for us. Yeah. But God wants to see you for real. Yeah. There is no way to see that. Mm. But put you in a test. Right. Like he did with Abraham. Right. Come on. I mean, remember that. He's like, hey, you just killed your son. Now I know that you believe in me, that you trust me, that you're willing to obey. Sure. So, bro, sis, when that test comes, just go through. Number three, godly people worship God. Mm. You know, one of the things that we understand, worship is a lot. You know, one of the ways we worship God is when we sing here at church. Amen? Amen. Okay, guys, it's so sad, but it's true. The song leaders come here and they start singing. Yeah. And there's people talking in the back. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh, 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 oh. And it's like I, I know it's very important what you're talking about. <laughs> I know it is <laughs> super important, but God is more important. Yeah. 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 We need to have the heart and the conviction when we are gonna sing the Lord, we sing to the Lord with all our hearts, Amen. even if you don't know the song. You should know the song. I don't know all the songs. I know all the songs in Spanish. <laughs> I'm still learning. So sometimes I have to be like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but my heart is there. Guys, you don't keep talking when you hear the song start. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen? Now, that's not all. I mean, the Bible says, just read with me. 
Let's go to Romans chapter 12. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. This is important. This is a concept. You know, so many religious people, they just think they go to church and worship God. They go out of the church and they, they don't worship God anymore. They just live their life like everybody else. Disciples don't do that. Why? Because we want to be godly. In Romans 12, verse 1. Come on, bro. The Bible says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Amen. Have you seen your website? Raise your hand if you saw the website of the church. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Amen. So you have to go there. Amen. You have to go to Upside Life 21. You have to go to the City of Angels Church uh, website. You have to go to the Seattle ICC website and see yeah. what's up mm-hmm. and catch it. Oh, this is misspelled or whatever. And help. <laughs> Just be involved. See what happens. Amen. 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 So I do that. And uh, one of the things that, that it says there is. Don't conform, be transformed. That looks good. (laughs) But it can be like the sticker in the religious uh, people's car in the bumper there. Oh, Jesus is Lord. You know, the sticker saying that, but it is your Lord. So, guys, we need to take this seriously. Mm -hmm. The Bible says right here, this is our true and proper worship. Yeah. To, to not conform, right. but to be transformed. Yeah. It says, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. What does that mean? Good question. Okay. See, that means you're going to do what you don't want to do. Right. Because it's uncomfortable. Because sometimes it's painful. Uh-huh. And you don't want to, I really don't want to do this. But you say like, ah, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And you deny yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you deny yourself? Because you love God. Yeah. And you want to worship God. Yeah. See, so many times you're like, yeah, but this guy don't deserve it. Mm. I know you don't deserve it either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, God deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we have um, <laughs> counseling and marriage, you know, so many times, you know, the wife said, like, well, you know, I don't I don't respect him because he needs to earn my respect. Oh, wow. oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, that's true. But that's not what the Bible says. Right. right. Yes, we all need to earn respect. But, you know, I mean, God says to the wife, you need to respect your husband. Yeah. Yeah. So you do it not because he deserves it. Right. You do it because God says so. Yeah. Yeah. So that is your true worship to God. Mm-hmm. Come on. I'm gonna deny myself. Amen. I'm gonna respect Him for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truly. Yeah. So love. I mean, no, we talk about love. So love you, love, love you, And then when when there is something that is like I don't want to do this, and, and somebody needs something. Yeah. You don't even know when somebody needs something. Sometimes you don't talk to brothers and sisters. You don't text brothers and sisters. Oh, That's what we need to be doing all the time. Yeah, right. Right. See, we don't have the privilege that the first church had to live in the same little town. They, yeah. You saw each other all the time in the market. Right. <laughs> you know, if you go to school, I mean, you see the brothers and sisters at college. But, but if you don't, you know, you don't. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what's going on with this brother and sister that is married, that is single, that is working on, all day, he's not in college, what do you do about it? Do you really love that brother? Wow. Yeah. Do you really love that sister? Yeah. Yes. Okay, prove it! Yeah. You get your phone and use it for God. 
Amen. 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 Pray first. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, you're doing great. You know, if you need anything. You know, one of the things that we don't do because it's super dangerous. It's like, if you need anything, let me know. Ooh.
And I, he was uh, Muslim or something? So I said, so do you think that it's only one way? And I said, yes! It's only one way. And that's Jesus. He said it, I'm the way. He goes, oh, well. Anyway, so one way, the only way. When somebody becomes a disciple of Jesus and then got baptized for the forgiveness of sins, that is the only way to be saved. Amen? Amen. And when somebody got saved, the Bible says, Jesus says, after you getting baptized, because that's when they get united with me, that's what Romans 6 says, right. then you teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. Mm -hmm. And that is the hard job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Guys, we have a lot of baptisms here. Right. I, I want you to know, we are like super fired up of what God is doing here in Seattle. Yeah. But this is the thing. If we're godly, we need to disciple one another. Yeah. If we're not godly, then we, we're going to ignore it. Mm. We're going to make it the easiest possible. Right. Say, hey, let's talk in the phone. How are you doing? Good. Okay, good. But wow. when we help people to obey, right. we need to really know where are you at? What's going on? And sometimes, some people is not trained. So they're not going to tell you what's going on. And you need to just like, you know, get what's going on? Yeah. So you can help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine a doctor that is there and then all the people come to see the doctor, but he doesn't care? He's just like, hey, so how are you doing? Good. Okay, bye. No, it hurts. Where? I'm not going to tell you. No. Tell me. I'm not going to be able to help you. Let's, yeah. let's, let's go to the... Scan and x-ray and all these kind of things right. and tests and right. laboratory. Yeah. You know, we need to find out what's going on in, in your disciples' life. Yeah. Yeah. If you disciple somebody, you need to take it seriously. Amen. If you're godly, you need to understand. God put that person in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. And God expects you to help that person and teach that person to obey Jesus. Yeah. That's what it is. Not to obey you, but to obey Jesus. Because Jesus is our Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Your disciple is not your Lord. Right. It's your disciple. That's an instrument of God to teach you to obey Jesus. Right. So if you're a disciple and you see your disciple, you need to be grateful that God chose from everybody that person because he thinks, and he doesn't do mistakes, mm -hmm. he thinks that person is the perfect person for you. So you're grateful and you're open so you can get help, right. so you can learn to obey. Amen? Amen. Amen? We need to have that heart to help each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. You as a disciple, you can help your disciple to do his job and really help you. Or you can be an obstacle. Mm -hmm. If you're a disciple, you can help your disciple to get to heaven, sure. to be fruitful, to get stronger. Or just be busy with your life and don't do what God is expecting you to do. Mm -hmm. And not be godly. Mm -hmm. wow. Even though you look good and you're like, I grow <laughs> And you know what? The saddest part is that sometimes you want to take it easy. You want you don't want to spend much time with your disciple. You don't want to just like, hey, how you doing? Good. Okay, bye. And, and your disciple loves that. Okay. Because he's in sin. Right. Yeah. He doesn't want you to be involved. <laughs> right. We need to understand. If we're going to be godly, yeah. we need to help each other. Right. Yeah. We need to get in everybody's life. Not yeah. everybody's life, but in each other's lives. Yeah. With your disciple relationships. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Uh, you want me to share about you? No. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great to have awesome examples. Amen. You follow. Right. Uh, you guys have an incredible, one of the incredible examples in the kingdom of God. I, I hope you appreciate yeah. that you have Joel Parlor. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I met this guy when he was super young in Chicago, like, I don't remember, maybe 12 years ago, 10 years ago, I don't know. But, uh, but uh, he always served. He's always in, in, in helping. He's always talking to, to somebody to help. 
Yeah. Then he's like, always like this, like looking for, <laughs> how can I help? <laughs> That's how we need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, you need to imitate that. Yeah. Yeah. That is being godly. Mm-hmm. Even when sometimes it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But that's what God wants. Follow that example. This is is awesome. Come on. So in conclusion, I just want to say that you need to ask a question for you. You say, are you taking God seriously? Mm -hmm. Or are you just being fake religious guy or girl? You know, the Seattle church is incredible. I I, I tell you because, you know, when we come from outside and we see you, and, and, and when we are all the way over there and we hear what's going on and we we see God is working incredibly Amen. in Seattle. Yeah. And I just have an incredible church. Like I say, I'm not joking. We're not gonna fit here. We already like you know if if just four of you, four of you were godly last week, you will have a bunch of visitors and we cannot meet you. Wow. <laughs> so don't do that this week. But uh, you know, in Seattle, uh, we hear also uh, big battles, yeah. situations, yeah. but a lot of victories. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of a lot, like God revealing things. Yeah, right? And so, so God is such work. Right. It's a privilege to be part of the Seattle Church. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that you enjoy us. Yeah. Because the Seattle Church is helping the whole kingdom to move. Yeah. The Seattle Church is helping and is going to evangelize, like my wife says, all Washington on, and other areas around. On, yes. You guys are influencing a lot in Oregon. Awesome. You guys are a light. And, and, and guys, you need to be godly because you are being chosen by God to build this incredible church, yeah. to this incredible part of the kingdom. And I hope that this lesson helped you yeah. so you can really get on it and be what God wants you to be. When I see the, the people here, I see like, man, it's a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. But God wants to use that talent. Yeah. You just need to be more godly. And as much as you are, then as much as God is going to use you. And this is going to be incredible, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure for me to be here.